It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now. Cancer Screen Quiz. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Today on the ZabeCast, it's a sad day again for sports nerds as a long-standing media tradition bites the dust. Notorious J.A.Y. joins me and we talk random baseball at bats. Fernando Tatis and the 0.0 fucks he gives about baseball tradition and Jam Master J and more. All that plus a stunning FTG from back in the 90s involving Lawrence Phillips. Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Wednesday, August 19th, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Let's get right into it because Jay and I had a great run today. I think this is one of the best runs Jay and I have had in a long time. Let me start with an email. You can always email me at zabe at yahoo.com. I get this letter from Robert Licari. I immediately knew exactly who Robert Licari is. But he writes to say, you probably remember me as Chowd. At last year's Zabe Vegas, you gave me the mic and I proceeded to tell everyone how great the Boston sports teams were while looking for some good chowder or a place to park the car. I've been to Vegas many times, but this was my best trip ever. Despite the outrageous prices for drinks at the MGM Grand, they tried to charge me $6 for a water while I was playing video poker at the bar. (laughs) Anyhow, I met lots of people from Wisconsin and some of your buddies, and they, along with Charge, were so nice to a know-it-all from Boston. I've met people from all over the country in my trips, but Midwesterners are by far the friendliest people I've come across. I agree. 
Two very nice guys from Wisconsin helped me out of Hakkasan, the nightclub, where we all went when my blood sugar became dangerously low. They summoned an employee with a wheelchair, took me to a gift shop for a snack, and got me to my room safely while absolutely refusing any remuneration. Wow, I didn't even know about that story. If you were at Zay Vegas and you're listening right now and you helped old Chowd Lakari back to his room after his near diabetic collapse, let me know. Ah, well, I will give you some remuneration myself for such a kind act. The main reason I'm writing this email, though, is to thank you for your continued podcasts and DC and Milwaukee radio shows during the pandemic. I am over 60 and I have a chronic medical condition. Chronicle, chronic medical condition. My apartment is stocked with masks, surgical gloves, hand sanitizers, disinfectant wipes. For the first two months of the pandemic, I only went outside to get groceries. Massachusetts was hit hard and the virus in many restaurants and became and beaches all are still closed. I don't own a car, so simple things like going to the dentist or getting a haircut have been nerve-wracking for me. Well, I finally decided to face my fears and I have scheduled a trip to Vegas for week one of the NFL season. Oh no, Robert, what are you doing? I'm meeting up with one of my brothers who is flying in from California. Some of my younger friends and relatives are very nervous about my decision, but I am ready to travel while taking all the necessary precautions. But if there are no NFL games that weekend, I'm staying home. Many days in the last six months, your shows and podcasts were one of the only positive things I had to look forward to. That fucking means a lot to me. Seriously, dude. Luckily, I've been symptom-free, but as you have said many times, the virus never rests. I've enjoyed listening to all your guests in no particular order, Jay, Andy, Charge, Mr. X, and the Golf Gang. It's okay to disagree with your true friends while keeping the discussion both stimulating and civil. And now that Sally is back on DC, things are really looking up. And one last thing, you put me on to Colin Morikawa a couple months ago as a player to watch. Well, last week I placed a $5 bet on him to win the PGA and cashed him out at 33-1. to I will never again say, damn you people, this is golf. Thank you, Mr. Zabin, from the bottom of my heart, Robert Lacari. Man, God damn it, I'm going to choke up here listening to that. that. That is great. Robert was great. It was great to meet him. And it's funny because, you know, I hold these events. I say, come one, come all. And it's almost like casting a big fishnet off a trawler you know, on the open ocean and you throw it down and you drag it up and you open the net and you're like, what the fuck is in here? All these different people, but they're people that are connecting with me and I'm connecting with them and I don't even know it. And there's meaning involved and there's value involved in people listening to my voice, listening to my rantings. And I feel for Robert, man, you know, I remember, you know, he wasn't the most spry of fellas. And if he is a diabetic, that is a underlying condition. I don't know if I can even endorse a trip to Vegas. Like, you know me, I'm very much, hey, man, this virus ain't shit. This is the Corey COVID of viruses. This is bullshit, man. And like, unless you're 65 or older or got some serious illnesses, uh, this is basically the flu. But my man, Robert, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. 
And I hear Vegas is still not very good right now. Anyone who's been recently, let me know. I think I saw a story that said upwards of 11 major properties on the Strip. Still dark, still closed. I think you still have to wear masks inside while playing. Now, can you take them off to drink? Can you always be drinking? I mean, if you're sitting there at the table, can you have the mask around your chin where you're just sipping, sipping, sipping on your beer or your drink? I don't know. I'm due to go in November for the Masters, but I've been threatening to scuttle that mission because college football is going to be a decimated mess if it's played at all. The Masters won't have fans. I'm just, I don't know if I'm feeling it. And I thought, man, by November, it'll be back up and rocking again. I'm not so sure anymore. I'm not so sure. And I'm not so sure that Robert should be going to Vegas right now, not for week one of the NFL season. Maybe start with just going out to get a haircut or maybe another trip that's, I don't know, maybe not getting on a plane flying across the country and going to Vegas. I don't know. I, But at some point, I respect the fact that Listen up, Chowd. You got to live. You got to stand up and march, and you got to fight. And look, there are 106-year-old World War I veterans who have survived this coronavirus. So I don't know if your condition is really that perilous. But you love Vegas, and you love sports. So who's to say don't do it? God bless you, Robert. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the email. And for the two gentlemen who helped you out of Hakkasan, I want to hear from you. That's a great story. All right, time for Notorious J.A.Y. Hello. Hello, Jay. We are in pour one out mode for the venerable Street and Smith Sports Preview Magazines, not dead because of the coronavirus, but let's just call it dead with the coronavirus. It did not help. The venerable institution will no longer publish. Here's my 40. Raise yours. And to the ground we go. The basketball Bible for all high school and college fans. Not just basketball, but I mean, it was a football preview as well. Athlon will probably be next, right? It was always Street and Smith and Athlon. And even in the internet digital age, me and Scott Lynn would would wax poetic about how great it was to have a sunscreen-stained Street and Smith with us, with our family at the beach in the middle of July, getting all hyped up for the upcoming NFL season. Nothing like it. And sadly, I can't remember the last time I read a Street and Smith. I know. That's sad. Well, you know, the previews were okay. What was handy to me was that they just printed the roster in great detail. They had every little bit, you know, what college, height, weight, where he was drafted, stats, and it was all right there. And it was printed out. You didn't have to go looking for it on the internet. So if you were really going to be geeky about your football, it was all in one place. And for college football, it was even more necessary because who the fuck knows who any of these kids are, right? See, you liked it for those. See, I liked it for basketball because they would tell you who was going where okay. from high school, you know, who was on the all Street and Smith All-America team. I liked it for its college and high school basketball coverage. Okay. Well, you never got it for football, though? I never got it for high school no, basketball. I, right. No, I never I you know, I never remembered for, for did, college. Because Sports, Sports Illustrated was my college football thing. 
I know. Sports Illustrated just turned uh, 66 years old, I think. It was uh, – first first issue was in 64, and on the cover was Eddie Matthews for the old Milwaukee Braves at County Stadium. Wow. Yeah. And it's such a shell of its former self. It's so fucking sad. It's just – I mean, there's a few decent writers, but it's <laughs> – it's there's like no the, Curry. There's no Curry Kirkpatrick's coming up, is uh, it? No, there is not. Uh, Bill Knack recently passed away. One of their legendary writers. Um, I remember him writing the, uh, the the Secretariat stuff. Oh yeah, was- yeah. Of course, I also remember Jay when I had an attention span that would allow me <laughs> to read an entire seven thousand word article from start to fucking finish. I can remember even remembering faces in the crowd. Oh yeah, I God. where it'd be like uh, Mississippi Plains High School senior Peyton Manning threw for five thousand two hundred and thirty-eight yards. He'll be attending right. Tennessee next year. And you go, oh, that guy sucks. He's not uh, as good yeah. as me, right? <laughs> yeah, and then of course they would do the retroactive, like, hey, we featured this dude in faces in the crowd. Like Eldridge Woods when oh. they face in the crowd. Oh, exactly. And did you see Tiger's son won a nine-hole U.S. kids tournament over the weekend with Tiger no. carrying his bag? Yeah, shot 33. What's his kid look like? <laughs> what does that mean? A Perkins no, waitress I- mixed with Tiger? Oh! <laughs> Cheap shot. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Uh, Charlie, what does Charlie Woods look like? I don't even know how old he is. I think he's like 10 or something. Okay. Charlie Woods wins golf. All right. <laughs> Come on, Internet. Are you open? Uh, he's cute. You know, uh, he is uh, watered down the uh, watered down the coffee another step generationally. So sorry to report that, Jay. I know that's a no, that's a big oh thing for God. you. Okay, there. I see it. Okay. Uh, that kid's white. Yeah, now can I'll that can Charlie Woods walk around like when Charlie Woods is winning the Masters, and I fully expect it. <laughs> can he say, as a fellow man of color, this means a lot to me and my people, or will he yeah. get booed off because the stage? He's got a, he's you got one drop, you're it. Okay. All right, it's it's passed down. I'll accept it. That's fine. However, he wants to associate uh, himself with. I think the more critical thing, and he looks like he's got a good mop right now, is the hair. Will the hair last longer than the old man's? That's another good one. Because the old man, because both old men went bald. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So it's going to happen to you, Charlie. Sorry. It's going to happen. Well, anyway, so what are the chances that we see Charlie Woods win the Masters? 60%? 60%? That's what I'm thinking. The, I'm thinking, it's a, I'm thinking it's, it's a coin flip. And some people go, oh, come on. There's lots of great golfers whose sons never made it on the PGA Tour, and they had all the advantages. They had all the lessons, all the access to instructors and courses. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not Tiger's kid. He's probably got to drive like nobody's business. Right. They're not Tiger Woods' kid. Just like I no longer put anything past Tiger Woods, I'm not going to put anything past his son. So... Uh, mark it down for like 12 years from now. He should win the Masters. There you I, go. Bob. I hope I'm around to see it. All Maybe right. Ty Tryon to be on his back. Oh! <laughs> Why do you got to rip on Ty Tryon, man? 
Yeah, I just love the next greatest thing. Sorry, go ahead. Oh my God, there's so many next greatest things. Ty Tryon. Uh, let's see what Ty, 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 what you doing? He's like the Macaulay Culkin of golf. Yeah. You know, once upon a time, it's like, oh man, he's all that. And now you're like, mm, not so much. Uh, let's see. Ty Tryon, American professional golfer, former tours, PGA Tour, web.com tour, turned pro in 2001. And um, doesn't look like he's played since 2011. Sorry. Ty's nickname is derived from Chevy Chase's character, Ty Webb. Ty Webb. In the movie Caddyshack, according to Wikipedia. Which we know is never wrong. No, never. Not at all. Okay, let's get to the news that's going to help me become more uh, literate on issues of rap music. Jam Master J. Jason Mizell. The the case has been cracked open all year, all these years later. Tell me about the legend of Jam Master J and how he was murdered. Uh, he was murdered at his recording studio in Queens. What year, and approximately? 2002. Okay. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand two, and for all these years, it went unsolved. It went unsolved, and then boom! Yesterday, one guy was already in jail. Another guy got put in jail, and apparently, it all stemmed from uh, narcotics. Shocking! Oh, shocker! Um, uh, these they were there was supposed to be a big drug deal, and at the last minute, Jan Messier was like, "I don't want to do this," and the guys went, "Okay, well, we're going to kill you." Went up in the studio. Oh, shit. Literally, while he was on the couch playing video games, shot and killed him. Damn. Yes. So, uh, by the way, there's a Jam Master J documentary who killed Jam Master J. How can you rely on a bunch of crackheads who are already in prison for being reliable? How can prosecutors actually win this case or close this case all these years later? That's a great question to which I have no answer. Because they're not, like you said, they're not the most reliable sources. (laughs) Right, exactly. Plus, they'll say anything to get, you know, two months shaved off their prison term, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Like, I'll turn that fucker in. Why not? Uh, And and another question you're going to ask me, is he on the Mount Rushmore? Yes. Of what? Of of DJs. Yes. Of DJs, not rappers. He's a DJ. He's not a rapper. Not a rapper. DJ. And And the difference between a DJ and a rapper is? Say that again? The difference between a rapper and a DJ oh. is? Well, when hip-hop started, here's it, the, the star of the show was the DJ. And the rapper or the MC was just there to pump up the DJ. No way! Yes, that's, that's wow. all it is. And any of you dicks on Reddit who tries to prove me wrong, go fuck yourself. Because that's how it started. <laughs> I, ha- I hate those guys, by the way. They're dicks. Um, is this on? Is this on the Zabecast Reddit page? Yeah, like like what once are you a month. Doing? I'll, what are you like doing over month, there? No, literally, like once a month, I'll read something, and it's always some dick who likes to go. I proved you wrong. I was right. You said you said and and it's or and I'm right. They're a bunch of fucking dicks. Anyway, so suffice to say, you don't get in there and mingle with the people. No. No, but <laughs> why don't you? Least, Most nine least, out of ten people love you, or at least have a neutral opinion. You should go in there and mix with them a little bit. They would be thrilled. But I, uh, but I hate when they talk about other guests. Like you don't know 
go fuck yourself. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I hate this guy and go for anyway. So the MC or master of ceremony was the guy who, and on the wheels of steel is the greatest MC, blah, blah, blah. And that's how it started. And I cannot remember who was the first one to go. Well, I'm going to be the star of the show, the MC or the rapper. But to start it all off, like Grandmaster Flash of the Furious Five, it was always the DJ and then the rapper. That's yes. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I hope justice is done. I don't. It's not going to bring you know Jam Master Jay back from the grave. So. And I had met and I had met him a year before that. No way. Yeah. So, and I'm not. Dropping, I am dropping names. So I, I there was, by the way, you'll be behind Ron Thomas and Glenn Eunice in the right. name dropping category. Right, right. Talking about in people, the, things that people get unnecessarily triggered by. Yeah, whatever. So when I when I worked at ninety two Q in Baltimore, I became friends with. There was a DJ. He was like a legendary Baltimore DJ. His name was Reggie Red. Rest in peace. And for some reason, he took a liking to me, and so he let me know on his nighttime Friday show who was ever coming into town would stop by his show and, and, and DJ. Like I met, I met Jay-Z. I met Kanye, a very, very young Kanye. I met Jamie Foxx. Get out. Do yeah, you so have I, photos? No, cause I'm not that photo are, guy. I've, are you, I've never taken you, a photo. Okay. Are you pissed? You don't have photos? No, cause that's not my thing. I don't take, I don't take pictures with dudes. I'm sorry. Okay. So, I just one, checking, man. I just, I mean, it would be, be pretty cool to have those photos now, wouldn't it? So one Friday night, I'm, the show started like seven, and I was leaving. And he goes, Jam Master Jay's coming in. And I'm like, whoa, how often am I going to get to meet Jam Master Jay? So I waited around and met him. He was cool. He was nice. He was funny. And like, you know, it was like four of us in the studio just talking. It was just, it was just cool. So okay. I met Jam Master Jay. All right. Uh, you know that uh, good humor trucks are now racist. I heard, because the the ice cream song is right. I heard that turkey in the straw. I guess I heard that racist or so they say. So they've changed it. RZA or Riza, I guess is RZA. how you pronounce it. Riza, Riza, yes. yeah, it is. Uh, but so he he wrote a new one from the Wu Tang Clan. Riza, I. So, I have heard that he wrote one, and I have yet to listen to it. All right, here's I'm sure, here's the I'm ice. Sure you have it. <laughs> here's the ice cream truck song from the Good Humor folks. Ma, ma, I need two dollars. <laughs> I need two dollars. Hold on, hold on, stop the truck. Oh, oh. <laughs> I want a bomb pop. I want a bomb pop. <laughs> now he's not a registered sex offender. We don't even have a sex offender registry. It's 1978. <laughs> I won't go in the back of the truck, I swear, Bob. I just want ice cream. <laughs> yes, sir. I will come in for a hug and some candy. Yes. So here's your new jingle for a new era. Now, they don't have the words. So I'm going to give you the words right here. Ready? Bitches want ice cream. cream. Bitches want that ice okay. cream. Yeah, You're yeah, yeah. You're making that up. You're making no. that up. What? No, no. Well, okay, I made I made the little bit up. Yeah. 
There's some whores in the house. There's some whores in the house. Oh wait, <laughs> that's wait, that's that's, that's, that's WAP. A real song though. No, that's WAP from uh, Cardi B. Well, the song "There's Some Whores in His House" is from another song. Oh, it is. Yeah. So that's a sample. Yeah. That's a sample. Yes. Oh, from what song? There's some whores in this house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where, uh, from, from, do you know which song in particular? Uh, who does, who does that? There's some whores in the house. Wait a minute. Let me, <laughs> let me go there. I know it is. Um, Frank whores. Ski. Frank oh, Ski. Also. Frank Ski's whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. I also, I also work with Frank Ski. Shut up. Yes. Who the fuck is yes. Frank Ski? Frank Ski is from, uh, he's, uh, he's, he was a Baltimore, turn, he was a staple on B103. No and then way. He, and then he worked for 92Q and then he became really, really big in Atlanta. He's on, uh, he's on WHUR now. All right, hold on. Shh. Song's about to get popping. I like putting this on my uh, wireless Bluetooth speaker and just going to my mom's house and just blaring it through the house. Hey, Ma, how you doing? What is this that? Is called, this is called Baltimore house music. Really? Yes. So this is all the song does, huh? Just doesn't do much more than this. Doesn't travel. There's no A, B, A, B, C, bridge, and chorus. You play it, and in, 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 in 1994, if you played this, the crowd would lose their mind. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, yeah. shit's going yeah. down now. Yes, yeah. God damn it, Jay. I learned so much uh, from you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. You know, you are, you are sanding down the sharp edges of my hopeless whiteness every day as, as my friend. Chief it. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. I'm still rough around the edges, but it's you know, you're, I, you're getting some learning. Though. I am getting some learning. I know enough to be now dangerous. <laughs> dangerous, yeah. At a cookout. Yeah. Oh, I say that's a tough deal about that Jam Master J. But boy, I hope they got the guy that got him. Boy, <laughs> all right. Yes, I'll have another rack of ribs. Thank you. <laughs> all right, let's talk about my new favorite piece of micro content that I turned you on from uh, Uniform oh. Critic. And by the way, I went down a rabbit hole last night for an hour. I don't doubt a it. A full hour. I yes. don't doubt it. So I mentioned this on the podcast. I said, it's great micro content, you know, like Super 70 Sports. It's a photo and it's a snarky quote. Boom. Micro content. Very satisfying. This guy that does Uniform Critic on Twitter or Stirrups Now, 
has started to taking what he calls random at-bats from as far back as the late 70s, early 80s. And it'll be a whole at-bat, which won't take more than a minute and 20 seconds sometimes. And you get to see guys like a young, skinny Kirby Puckett before he started molesting women and died oh. of, you know. No, he did. No, you're right. No, you're right. I'm it's sorry. True. Did I no, get that true. fact wrong? No, it was kind of right. bad. I he just, was a bad guy. And before he ballooned up to 400 pounds and then died of, uh, well, he had macular degeneration. He had diabetes. Had the diabetes, I believe. Poor guy. He did, he did Hell get of a hit player. in the eye, though, also. He did get hit in the eye. So, anyway, it'd be a random at bat. It'd be like, Oh, wow, there's a skinny Barry Bonds for the Pirates with a not-yet-surly Bobby Bonilla at first. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I forget who the pitcher was, but it was like another pitcher I'd heard of, and I just sat there and watched it mesmerized. They showed one with Eddie Murray, and it was like in the fifth fifth inning, and it was a a single through the middle that scored (laughs) Benny Ayala. And I was like, I'm in heaven right now. You're like, I have been whisked back to my suburban Maryland roots, rooting for the Orioles, huh? Yes, yes, it was awesome. Okay, what is the one thing you notice the most about those old at-bats? Nobody stepped out of the batter's box every five seconds. How fucking boom-ba-da-boom, boom-ba-da-boom, boom-ba-da-boom. We're here to play baseball, motherfuckers. Get in the box. The ball comes whizzing back to the pitcher. Strike on. Right back to the pitcher. Wind up. Boom. And certain guys, Nolan Ryan worked so fucking fast. Yes. He was a machine. With another one. Yes. Yes. Give me the ball. I'm throwing. Yes. None of this leaning in. Give me four signals, four signs, this, that, the other. It moved. So how do we get back to that short of a pitch clock? First of all, I'm getting rid of the shift with every. I hate that. Okay. That's one thing I hate. How do you get? Anything. How do you get rid of the shift? Well, I guess you can't. Yeah, you can. Everybody's going to do it. No, Tell you just you can't shift. You just draw lines on the field. Oh God. What? No, I'm just thinking. If you, it, you, if you it draw comes to that for baseball. You you I'm draw. Gonna lose, I'm going to lose my shit if it comes well, to that. Well, do you want four and a half hour games with uh, nine pitchers? Because uh, that's what you got now. Do you want a game with twenty-two combined strikeouts? No, you no, you're right. You're, no, but it, it's funny when um I was doing some stringing in ninety good uh, late late nineties only two. Explain what stringing is for those who getting, are not getting in the getting getting sound for stations. So you and, would go to ball games. You'd yes. have a press pass. You'd go into yes. the locker room afterwards. You'd shove your recorder into a guy's face. Yes. You'd get their precious pearls of stupid ball player wisdom and yes. then feed them back to stations. So on their yes. 20s and 40 updates, they could, they would, you know. They would have, and from right. Baltimore, yes. In Baltimore, Mickey Tettleton <laughs> went two for three as the Orioles extended their win streak to four games. Here's Mickey. Oh, you know, I hit the ball good today and I'm uh, just swinging the ball nice. Club's playing real well. Boom, eight-second so, bite, and they paid you what to do that? I can't. Not a lot. 25 bucks a game? Maybe 50. 20, know. 50, something like that. There'd be also guys that would report from the games pre-internet. Be like, yes. I'm Craig Heist here at uh, Baltimore, and right now, bottom first, it's 2 nothing as a rocky start for uh, the Yankees starting pitcher, so-and-so. And you'd get an update and be like, all right, thanks a lot. That would go out to sports radio stations across the land in the early 90s when there was no internet to know what the fuck's going on in New York. So 
the Orioles would hold, uh, and the manager at the time was Mike Hargrove. Grover. Do you remember Mike Hargrove's nickname? Grover. The human rain delay. Because oh, Mike, Mike Hargrove right. was the preeminent, I'm going to take 40 minutes to get in the box. And I once heard him bitch and complain about a game taking too long. And before the, before the podium, you would sit in the manager's office. Like, I would sit on the floor and have a microphone up to Mike Hargrove. Oh, my God. And I, and I remember him doing that. And I wanted to go, motherfucker, you started all this. <laughs> it was because of you. Like, he literally would take, like, 10 minutes for it back because he'd step out. He'd, you know, he'd... He would, he would go do this, do that. And that's, <laughs> they called him the human rain delay. And I said, I'm listening to Mike Hargrove bitch about time of the game. I can't believe that. Say that, say that, it was, say that again, what you wanted to say to him? Motherfucker, it was uh, because uh, of you. I'm sorry, hold on. Who, who called me a motherfucker? I can't. Oh, you down on <laughs> the floor. <laughs> you down on the floor, yes. <laughs> Hiding behind Trey Heist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that is. And of course, the big baseball controversy in the last 24 hours, Fernando Tatis Jr. having the nerve, Jay, to swing on and to rope a, a cookie on 3-0 out of the park for a grand slam because his team was already up seven runs. I assume <laughs> you're of the mind of, fuck everybody, keep swinging, Fernando. Yeah. Don't give up bombs. Thank that's, you. That's how you can remedy that problem. Yeah. Well, it's almost like we've got mission creep on the unwritten rules. Unwritten rule. Don't bunt to break up a no-hitter. Okay. Don't steal, but don't steal if you're up by more than five runs. Uh, did you see what Tatis did tonight? Oh, hopefully he hit another bomb. Even better. You ready? <laughs> up three late. He stole fucking third base. <laughs> that is an unwritten third word. base. Oh, That's even God. worse. That's more like, oh. okay, fuck off, man. How about his bullshit manager, Jace Tingler, who sounds like a sex toy? I'll have the large Jace Tingler, please, and that tube of lube, please. Jace Tingler's like, well, yeah, it was kind of a learning moment for him. Back your player. Okay, Seriously. First of all, what's his name? Jace Tingler. Jace Tingler. Fernando Tatis has forgotten more baseball than you because, I don't know, his dad his played dad. for like a decade. So I think he knows what to do and what not to do and in his, baseball. And his dad hit bombs just like he hits bombs. And Fernando Tatis, two grand slams in one inning. Pretty, pretty good. Kind of hard to do. Good. Right. Yes. If they had applied the same bullshit Twitterverse, oh, we got to be sensitive, you know, MO back then, it'd be like, well, you already hit one this inning. Could you not hit another one? He probably got up to the plate his dad did thinking, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. I just hit a grand slam in this inning, and now the bases are loaded again. Come to Papa. (laughs) Boom. Gone. Exactly. And of course, you had Juan Soto hitting a bomb against uh, Will Smith of Atlanta, posing for it and staring at him afterwards. And of course, the, the Nats bullpen then disintegrated. And so the Braves got the last laugh. Is Soto on track to be annoyingly douchey? Or is he... I, I kind of like him. I, I like him too, but I've always loved all of the flamboyant Latin-style players. Whether it's, I like Puig when he came up, and that was unpopular with a lot of people. I like Acuna, even though he is a fucking psychopath who doesn't run the bases as fast as he should. I like Sosa. I like Tatis. If only the pitch... Like, what, here's how it should be. 
Instead of beaning a guy who celebrates too much after a home run, just let the pitchers celebrate more when they strike you out. It'll even out. What was that guy for the Tigers that would do that? Oh, Carlos Carlos Zambrano. I think No, it was somebody before that. It was a it was a it was a Detroit Tiger pitcher who would celebrate after every strikeout and the and the batters hated him. And I cannot remember that it's killing me. God damn it. This uh, is supposed to be my superpower. Tiger pitchers celebrating. Well, it could be a you'll you know what? You'll get a helpful reply from one of the Reddit people. Oh yeah, because oh my god, you're wrong. You didn't know his name. So fuck yourself. God okay. damn it. That pisses me. God damn it. Damn. How did you not know his name? How did you not know? Because I have a fucking life. I'm not in my mom's basement typing on Reddit. That's why. I'm sorry. That's that okay. pisses me off. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Jay, it means they're passionate. And they, they and deep or down, assholes. they. No, no. They, if they were assholes, if they didn't care, they'd let it wash down the river. They listen. They care. They love your passion. And. They're like, hey man, you got to be up for some ball breaking. Okay. Well, anyway. All right. That said, <laughs> that said, random at bats, you gorged a bunch of them. I got an idea for another sort of vertical, as they call them, of micro content. And it would Uh-oh. be goal line stands. Oh, that would yes. I would I would I would watch one of those for an hour too. I would where you just go first down, second down, third down, fourth down, nope. Give us the ball at the one. Fuck off. You didn't get in. That I would think, be great. I think, I, I think I'd watch that also. Once upon a time, many, many moons ago, when I was lucky enough to have the great visionary Steve Sable of NFL Films that know me, me by, by name. He started that one. Nobody gives me credit for that. What? That was me who started that relationship. Oh, I'm sorry. How'd you do that? Would you send him a, the Thanksgiving I, turkey? Called NFL Films and got his secretary, and he came on. And did you did you go up to uh, Secaucus, New Jersey, and turn the Never radio w- turn the radio dial on Steve Sable's car so he could listen to us in the morning driving in to work? Because he said he did that, and he was able to quote back a decent amount of the show. That made me think, hey, he's not just fucking snowing me here. No, he he I he I asked, and he came on, and then he came on again. And then he became a regular, if he you did. remember that. He did. Yes. He, and and at one point, I was on the NFL Films distro list. For yeah, a, you douchebag. That's right. You were on the television shit. That's right. Well, yeah, I but. See, I would see Zabin on the <laughs> most, the, the top ten jersey. Yeah, yeah. funniest jersey. Yes. Yeah, top ten Super Bowl fuck-ups or whatever that list. Yeah. yeah. Did you get paid for that? Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> what? You know how I, nope. nope. <laughs> you know how I got paid? In cable TV immortality. That's yeah, how. That's, okay. You and you and Damon Amundalora. Yes, exactly. DA. <laughs> you and Staples. <laughs> listen, listen, I'd do it again if they'd put me on the list. I don't know. I guess my time has passed. Who knows? But uh, no. So anyway, you know, Steve Sable used to send out to a select number of media people this special edit of the entire NFL season that was not produced for TV, that was not sold in stores, not available on DVD anywhere. It was like an in-house supercut. And he said in a, in a note, which he didn't write, but he did sign it. It was like a typed out thing. He's like, thanks for having me on this year. If you're ever hosting a golf tournament and want some entertainment after the round, 
go ahead and pop this in. And it was like this eight or nine minute juicy as fuck supercut of the best plays and best images from NFL films. Um, do you remember it? And then he died and then he died of a brain tumor and other assholes in the media who deserved it more live on until forever. And I think I'm just on the right side of karma by not mentioning any other names. All I'm saying is why did Steve Sable have to die when so many other asshats who deserved it more live on? I have no idea. Here's how, here's how much he liked us. He gave us the music, the whole library. Remember that? He did? Yes, because we love the music so much, he gave us the whole library. Was that the he, one that they ended up selling? Uh, yes. Uh, yes but, but, but we got it before they put it in stores. Got it. Yes, yeah. yes. And we Fuck had like, man. we had two of the, um, one guy from Hawaii who did the Raiders music. I remember that because I was like, this is cool as shit. Oh, yeah. But, it really, it really was. So I don't know how we got off on this tangent, but now I'm name dropping as well. Uh, let me back up. Where, where do we take a turn off the road here? NFL films. Um, oh, oh, you were talking about you would love to see just fourth down plays. Oh yeah, or, yeah. Or so one, yeah, one, so once upon a time, I mentioned to Steve Sable off the air in some brief conversation. I said, I'd love to see you guys one day do a special like an hour special on nothing but goal line stands and call it the longest yard and basically interview guys and talk about how hard it is that last yard, the 99th yard to get into the end zone. And I don't think they've ever done that. That'd be a great little piece of content if they could do it. Oh, well, I, I can't believe that he didn't take your idea. Yeah. Well, busy doing other shit. And then of course the NFL bought them. And then once the NFL bought them, shit started going downhill. They started to ESPNize NFL films. They made cutbacks. They started limiting the creativity. Eh. And now they're laying, now the NFL Network, which owns NFL films, and it makes sense for them to buy it. They're laying people off left and right. By the way, how about Dion leaving for Barstool? Do we talk about this? No, it just happened yesterday, and I was no. like, why? Happened couple about two weeks ago. Is is I Dion mean, still cool? Uh, in Dion's eyes, yes. In your eyes? Yeah, I've okay. never been a big. I was never a big Dion. I mean, he's the greatest cornerback I've ever seen. That. Who's, yeah, fuck yeah. Who's better on TV, Dion or Michael Irvin? Oh, Dion. Okay. I don't. I don't get the Michael Irvin love. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can I ask you? He's loud. He growls. He's just, he's just loud. And <laughs> eh. what? What about your team? Now being woke central. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, this guy Jason Wright seems like a very sharp fella, and I say that honestly and sincerely. He's young as fuck. He's got credentials, but he's not from the area, and that's dangerous. He's talking about the new stadium. He's going to be in charge of it, or at least he's going to be heavily involved. And he's like, "We want it to be an economic generator for the area." And I'm like, "If you put another one in fucking Ral John, it ain't going to get. It ain't going to generate shit." All, all the reds, excuse me, the Redskins. All the Red Wolves need now Ding. is is a transgender special team coach. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> okay, because then you'll like ding, 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 ding. You'll have hit all the buttons. This is what happens when your team hasn't won shit in twenty years. Your stadium is a disfigured, downsized wreck. You have had to endure lawsuits and bad PR over sexual harassment. You've dismissed your play-by-play voice. Uh, and then, you know, your name 
gets changed because you just didn't see it coming and you didn't get ahead of it. You have to hire a female play-by-play voice, although she's not going to be the play-by-play, and you you have to hire a minority as your team president. I mean, you don't have to, but this is what he does. Dan Snyder's in a fight for his life, Jay. So, I mean, I, I can't I can't say he's not making the right move to keep his franchise because there were owners like the minority owners like you got to sell, dude. Although it's not the worst thing in the world if a if a black team president is negotiating with the city of with the District of Columbia on trying to get a stadium built in D.C. In, in Chocolate City. Yes, it's not a bad thing, but it's not like the politicians in D.C. are dumb. They know who's going to control and own the city, own the stadium. It's Dan Snyder. So there you go. All right. Uh, draft lottery is Thursday. Do you know anybody who is going to be the prize of the draft lottery other than the kid from Dayton? Obi Toppin. Uh, Jalen Smith from Maryland. Oh, really? That's it. Okay. No, and he probably, you know what? He probably won't be lottery. NBA. Now I think about that. Draft preview 2020. I guess that would be it there. Mock draft. Mock draft 9.0. Oh, oh, it gives it to me in a slideshow format. Fuck off. Nobody internet. wants to see that. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody got nobody time got for that. Time for that. Yes. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Anthony Edwards of Georgia. Your number he's one. Very, he's very good. He's very yes. good, by the way. 6'3, 225. That's a pretty thick guard for 6'3, but okay. Right now, the Blazers are working the Lakers very early in the first quarter. How about I know the, it's early. How about the fucking Bucks choking oh. on a dog bone? And I got to sit there and preside over this tomorrow morning on 97.3 The Game. Yeah, You've I got content. content. But still, uh, let's see. LaMelo Ball is supposedly the number two pick. Holy I've heard, shit. I've heard things about him, good and bad, so I have no idea. Uh, James Wiseman. From Memphis, remember him? Played five minutes at Memphis and then was out. Like, I'm out of here. Yep. And then this. Might have got money from Penny Hardaway. And by Mida, you mean sure did. did. Uh, Denny Avdija, a 6'9 swingman from from, uh, Israel. (laughs) Israel. Denny Avdija. A center from USC, Onyeka Okongwu. I'm not going to lie. No clue. And then Obi Toppin, six. Okay. So Jalen Smith, not in the top ten. Isaac Okoro from Auburn at seven. Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State at eight. Never heard. No idea who that is. Oh, my God. At ten, Memphis has Precious Achiwa. Precious. No idea who that is. Yes. Uh, Let me just scroll down here. Jalen Smith, Maryland. Stick Smith, 20th. They project. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Yes. I Let's been do waiting it. For this. Lock and fucking load. I'm not a good guy. <clears throat> I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay. Who you got? This happened last week while I was convalescing. I uh, happened on Thursday. One. Nebraska coach Scott Frost was talking all big and bad in front of the media how Nebraska is going to play even though the (laughs) Big Ten fuck Scott Frost he's a pussy here's why in 1993 Scott Frost was fucking 
uh, Lawrence Phillips' girlfriend behind his back. What? Lawrence, Lawrence what? Phillips. Yes. Yes. Where'd you get Lawrence, this? From this Black is, Sports Online? From World uh, Star I, Hip Hop? Where'd you get I don't this know. shit? The, the Lawrence Phillips documentary that I saw on Showtime about a year oh, ago. Oh, okay. All right. So, All right. So Lawrence Phillips came back from a game where he'd rushed for like 190 to see his girlfriend. Scott Frost is in the girl's room oh hiding in the closet. Oh, boy. So this girl took an ass whipping while <laughs> Scott Frost hid in the closet, big pussy. But now he wants to talk all big bad. Scott Frost, you go fuck yourself. Fuck that guy. I hate Scott Frost. And uh, never mind the fact that Lawrence Phillips is in jail for uh, murder. No, no, no. Lawrence Phillips is dead. Well, he's dead now, yeah. But he was in yeah. jail. For murder because he tried to run over a bunch of dudes at a flag football game in L.A. with his fucking car, like a maniac. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not saying he didn't have his problems. <laughs> you're, you're like uh, Chris Rock. I ain't saying it's right. I ain't saying, but but I ain't saying it's right. Come on, Scott Frost taking his girlfriend down on the side. Yeah, that that yeah. Come That's on, an unwritten rule by the way. Finish the line. I ain't saying it's right, but I understand. But I understand. <laughs> Thank you. All right, my fuck that guy goes to Seth Davis. Seth Davis of SI and I guess CBS. Also a former friend of the Zane show. Super (laughs) former friend. He (laughs) tweeted this just two days ago. If only Florida had reopened safely, then we'd have college football right now. Get the fuck out of here with that pile of nonsense. That makes no sense whatsoever. And it's fictitious. So, hey, Seth Davis, fuck you, buddy. All right, and of course, the other fuck that guy goes to all the Big Ten presidents, none of whom have gone on record with anybody. ESPN's trying to get anyone, someone, to say, here's why we flushed the season when we did. They're all hiding in their ivory towers. The worst kind of cowards, Jay. What are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. All right, that'll do it for us. Thank you, Jay. Bye-bye now. Happy to report Jay is feeling better after his sinus surgery And I know a number of you guys did ask, is he doing okay? Jay, you are loved by the listenership. You really are. Just because people break your balls every now and then, you got to get over it. All right, that's it for me today. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. Thanks to Jay for stopping in. Thank you for downloading. Have yourself a fantastic Wednesday, and we will see you next time.